My name is David Birnbaum. Welcome to The Safe Space. Today, my guest is Casey Palermo. Casey and I knew each other in university, and this conversation sort of is a throwback to that time. I was not a very nice person by my own estimation and many other people's estimations back then. And I'm very excited to explore that more in the future. But this conversation focuses around the inability of people to seemingly show me compassion. There seems to be this, you know, emphasis in the culture about how important compassion is, how important it is to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yet that never seems to actually extend to people, one, who are, let's call it mean, but also who are highly capable. I was someone who was very capable at achieving my goals and also had issues around treating other people nicely. But no one ever asked me why I was behaving the way I was. And I don't even mean that anyone had a duty or anyone like should have saved me for lack of a better word. But it wasn't until I met a now ex-girlfriend that she was the first person who really challenged me and asked me why I was behaving the way I was. Who, you know, didn't start by blaming me for my action, who didn't start by telling me I was wrong, but just inquired, you know, I was an intelligent person who was choosing to behave a certain way. Why did I think that was the right way to behave? You know, we, she didn't challenge me on the entire, my entire personality, but it was the first time someone had really just not, you know, called my character into question, called my soul into question. Because, you know, many people did that and then I just couldn't bother. If they thought I was a bad person, I didn't want to talk to them. But if they thought, okay, this seems like a good person whose conduct is in, whose conduct is wrong, who's executing his life in the wrong manner, that is a conversation I was actually receptive to. But many people didn't do that. Almost no one ever did that. And, you know, the same way people have mental health issues where they're depressed or anxious, I had mental health issues where I was consistently lashing out. So it's a different manifestation of the same problem and one that I had a very hard time getting over. I really thank Casey for exploring this with me and, and helping me kind of chew on what I was like back then. And I think, you know, if anyone knew me back then, it's a really interesting episode. And just if you know someone who is, in your, you know, in your opinion, mean or lashes out at people, you know, I think of this quote where it's almost as if you're kind of a dog stuck in a bear trap and you just lash out out of fear. Um, so yeah, if you know someone like that or you think you're like that yourself, I think this is a really interesting episode. As always, if you like the show, please subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app and consider supporting us at thesafespace.ca. Hey. Hi. So um, I wanted to talk about kind of like, not our history, let's call it, but something along those lines, because, you know, we knew each other in university and you had mentioned uh, once how you were quite like impressed and proud of of how I've changed. And that really did mean a lot to me. But you said in that um, how you had a radar at the time and you kind of knew to stay away from me back then. And a lot of people did similarly, right? Um, and I wasn't the best person and I totally understand that. But I'm interested to know kind of what, if any, you know, thought process went into that decision because, you know, I didn't know how I was behaving, for lack of a better term, right? I was pretty self-unaware, and it wasn't until someone showed me compassion and asked me why I was behaving that way that I could start to change, and no one ever did. 
right? And I feel like, you know, that is relatable to a lot of men in particular that like, as soon as someone actually sat me down and rather than telling me I was bad, asked me why I was behaving that way, I just told them. And that was literally the start of, well, maybe I could be different. But I'm wondering from your perspective, like, what was it like being with some, being around someone who was the way I was? And it's difficult for me to understand because it's not like I think there's some duty for people to have saved me or something. But also there's this idea of no one ever showed me love. No one ever showed me compassion. So how would I ever have changed, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, we were never like, I think a differentiating factor like with, um, you know, you and I in particular is that we weren't necessarily very close. Like I knew you as a person, I knew of you as like, I knew you as a friend. We had like kind of the, the like, shorter term beginning of what of a relationship um but i think you know if i'm really close with someone then i then i think that that like closer relationship would let would lead me to ask the question of like okay why are you asked why are you acting this way like what is the motivation behind this and to kind of dive deeper into that but because we weren't really I want to say like on that level, um, it wasn't something that I searched for to kind of create for you because I didn't really see it. I think as my, as, as this may sound bad, but I didn't really see it as my job to help. Right. Yeah. And I think like I have a general, I don't really know, have a good explanation for it. But I have what I believe to be and what has been in the past generally a good radar for people that I would like to keep, like, include in my circle, who, who I would like to sit on the end, of, like, around the edge of my circle and who people who, like, just don't at all belong anywhere close to the circle. Um, so I think that, like, I... I think that, you know, subconsciously, I may have gotten a read on your insecurities at the time because I find, and maybe I I didn't really necessarily know it then, but now I know that oftentimes um, people who are, uh, who tend to be louder, um, more in your face, more um, like hyper involved in things. And I think that you were kind of falling into that when you were in university with all the involvements and the activities that you were doing and like, you know, running, running for your like pres- the presidential positions and stuff. Either, you know, have genuine, have, have genuinely good intentions and have are very comfortable and seated well in themselves or they're very much not like it's like a it's like a hyper an overcompensation for a confidence and um understanding of themselves that they don't have so they're like trying to create it mm-hmm. by by being 
you know, more by being louder and being the loudest person in the room, having the strongest opinion, like all of that kind of stuff. And I think that I kind of got, whether I knew it or not back then, could kind of recognize that in you a little bit at that time. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I mean, if you were able to recognize that, that's quite impressive because like many people were like, I was very much polarizing, right? They either loved me or hated me and you were kind of just indifferent. I'm not interacting with this guy. And that's unique, right? Like there was a lot of people who really aggressively disliked me because of the way I acted. Um, But like, I suppose it's part of compassion to also understand that I just, like this guy's just a mess, right? Like I don't need to deal with this person. And I definitely didn't think, like I definitely didn't think you were a mess. Like that wasn't my opinion of you back then. But I knew that you were somewhat like it was more like that there was some instability that I didn't quite understand, but I knew wasn't probably good to include closely in my circle. Because and that's I'm very much like I very much take this stance with most people, and I think that's what leads me away from most conflict is this like middle ground stance of being understanding and being like, okay, this person has a lot that they're like, they're like, you know, they're, they have a lot that they're trying to figure out or um, they've done some things that I don't agree with or have opinions that I don't agree with. But the reality is that like, I don't have to agree with their opinions because this is how the world works. And you know, like the world turn, like we can't function without people having different opinions and different ideas. Like this isn't how, this is how the world, the world works. So it's like, I can respect your opinion and not agree with it and still think you're not a bad person for having this opinion because like, maybe your experience is different than mine. Maybe like, you you know, like you've, you've grown up under a completely different set of circumstances that I don't understand. So who am I to form such a strong opinion on someone that unless they're like genuinely doing harm, like people who are genuinely doing harm to others and have bad intentions, that's a different thing. But like, I'm not going to form a a strong negative opinion about someone when I don't understand the circumstances that they're going through. I will just choose to not include them in my circle of people that I choose to be close with. And so, I mean, if that was your approach, even implicitly back then, it's very impressive because, you know, I've worked very hard to cultivate that in myself, right? So I call it compassionate indifference, right? And there's this idea that if you're compassionate, you have to let everyone in your life, no matter what, because you recognize that they might be struggling or have a different background in these sorts of things. And it's, it's actually, no, you have to recognize that and then still decide what's best for you and your life. Right. And many people kind of jump from one to the other. But that balance uh, is is very impressive to if that's uh, what you had back then as well. I mean, obviously, at the time, I couldn't recognize it. And I was very much of the mindset. No, I knew what was best. Anyone who didn't agree with what my vision of best was wrong. And so, you know, there uh, it's just very interesting. Well, thank you. I mean, I think like I approach like I approach everything and everyone, I think, with love first. Like, you don't have to, I know a lot of people who are very, um, they have a different approach of like, you know, earn my trust. Like you, 
you have to like earn your way into my my life and i think again with that i sit on some like weird middle ground where i'm like everyone deserves my love everyone deserves my respect Proven because type deal yeah but it's also like i'm not gonna trust you with you know higher importance things in my life also until you earn that level of trust like everyone just deserves a ground level of respect and love because that's like how we improve you know society around us but i also don't necessarily trust people with higher importance things yeah Um, and and it's interesting because i mean we don't have to get into it now it may be another time but like i definitely did do things to prove myself guilty to discern your trust, right? Like I know that was the case. And the reason I'm, what really I'm struggling to understand, not about you, but about like that my experience generally is so like the person who changed my life was my ex Rachel. And she, it's because she challenged me, but I used to joke in university that there was a curve when like, when people got to know me, it went like this. So they liked me when they first met me. They got to know me a bit and they really didn't like me. And then eventually they got to know me a lot better and they realized, oh, actually he is a good guy. And so it's, she really strongly and actively challenged me within a week of having met me. And so like I hadn't tarnished my reputation with her enough or something. And I was always willing to be challenged. So it's, it's, it's bizarre to me because with many other people, it's like, they were forced to work with me. And after a long enough time, they realized I was just misguided or something. Um, But it's like with you, we knew each other long enough for me to show all of my issues. Right. And I'm trying to figure out, yeah, at what point, because it comes down to how much value is this person worth for how much compassion and patience I'll show them. And it's difficult in new relationships, right? Because it's like, I don't know. It's hard because I didn't have any, right? I had lots of friends or friends, quote unquote, depending on who and when, but yeah, it's like, it was no one's job ever to challenge me, but it's like, if I'm X value to them, they'd be willing to, because they think there's value over the struggle to figure out what I'm about. And I'm not, I'm just interested in your thoughts on that kind of framing of it. I think that I got the read on you. So let's just preface this with first year of university is like one heck of a time in someone's life as they're trying to figure themselves out. Cause I was in first year and you were in second year, I think, right? Maybe third year. No, you were 2016, right? 20, oh, 2018. 2015. Sorry, 2015. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You were in third year. Um, so I was in first year and you were in third year. And, uh, like, I think, you know, I was going through a lot of that time trying to figure out who I wanted to be, where I wanted to be with like, you know, clubs, organizations, relationships, um, you know, first year engineering was like, you know, in itself, just school alone was literally 90% of your life and time. Mm. Um, so like crazy times back then, but I think that. I got in in that time as I was kind of, I was very, um, I want to say for me, unstable, trying to figure out who I was um, and where I was at and what I wanted. But I think that we got to a point where I, 
we never got far enough into a relationship between you and I for me to really want to challenge you because I think that as we got into it and as we like hit the, I don't want to say the bottom of that curve, but like the you know yeah, downward yeah. portion of your curve, uh, I got the read on the situation that I was like, okay, this is, this is not, this is not someone that I should be including in my closer circle. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of just, because I still cared about you, because like I liked you as an individual and I think I read a little bit of the like misguidedness on you. I just kind of took you from my inner circle and I put you on the, the like the outer rim, mm-hmm. right? Because, or I took you from potentially being inner circle to putting you on the outer rim uh, and keeping you there just because um, that was where my comfort level was. And although you did, we did definitely get to a point where, you know, you did some things that did kind of discern trust. I think that those act, like I faced those actions with the whole compassionate indifference thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you never really did anything to particularly hurt me. uh, But you did do things that kind of discern my trust. So I was like, all right. So like I wasn't invested to a point where I was like, and and I I have pretty thick skin. Like it's, I've had pretty thick skin my whole life. So it's like, I don't get offended easily. I tend to like brush things, brush things off pretty quickly. Um, This goes into the whole, like my, my dealing with my emotions is very different than most. Um, And uh, I don't get highly emotional about things comparatively to most. I can kind of just turn it on and off as I like a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't deeply hurt. I was just like, okay, this isn't cool. This isn't something that I want to be a part of. Um, I'm going to like, he, he, I didn't think you were a bad person. I didn't hate you for what you've done. I was like, this is just not something that I should be including for my health. So here we are. I'm going to yeah. put you out here. Yeah. And I want to make it clear. I'm not, I appreciate all that. And I'm, I'm not looking for what absolution or whatever it is. I'm just yeah, really yeah. interested in that because again, like also most people didn't follow that trend. Right. And I think it's a wider thing generally. Like I was a mess and a very much in a stereotypical male fashion, aggressive bravado and these sorts of things. And so I just got a lot of hate. And because I got a lot of hate, there was very little way for me to change, right? Whereas um, if most people would have treated me like you, I'd be surrounded by some like general people who I'd try and re-engage with and be able to understand why, right? But like, that's just not the dynamic in universe, at least in my circles, it wasn't. Um, And so it's really interesting to me. And I want to like highlight for my own sake, like I was definitely not compassionate, right? When we were interacting, I was very much in a trained, single-minded mindset of like, you know, what my goals were with you and that sort of thing. And it's very much not, it was pretty bad the way like I had trained myself to like be a a pursuer of females, right? And so it was only then, that came from insecurities as well. It's, it was like, I thought that's how I had to get in. And then eventually we'd then shift to me being able to be a human in the relationship. Right. And yeah. yeah. Well, I think too, at the time, like, I don't know if you remember, but there was also someone else in my circle who was like, like there was someone else 
that was walking into the picture as you were, as I was kind of like exiting you out. Mm -hmm. So that also, I'm interested to hear too. Like, I don't know if you, how much you remember about that, but um, if how that like for you mentally. Yeah. Was. I think that's a whole other conversation we can have. Cause I, I have a lot of thoughts about like our actual, like let's call it one month romance or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> Because I, I mean, I have a lot of memory around that because I like that's as anxious as I was, anxiety about women was a hundred times worse. And so most of my time, you know, I spent a lot of time, I was in school, I did tons of extracurriculars, almost all of my mental effort was on females, was like, it was, it was to the point that when I was in my depression and having anxiety attacks, when it shifted to being about a woman, it felt more comfortable because I was used to it because that's how anxious I was all of my... So I have lots that I could tell. I probably remember a lot of it, but that's another uh, episode in its entirety, I think, or another conversation. But uh, definitely I'm interested to explore that as well. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Interesting times. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I want to thank, like, this has been interesting for me because it's also clarified kind of, like, very few people in university have that kind of calm, proper approach. At least they did, you know, in the circles I engaged with. And I think I was very much in the student leader circles and a lot of people wanted to prove themselves and these sorts of things. And I just wanted to win, right? I didn't even want to prove myself. I just wanted to win. So I took upon their tactics to an extreme. Um, And yeah, I just, I thought it would be valuable for us to explore that. And, and I also think important for other people to see both sides of this. Cause I, you know, I think people will learn more about how I was generally. And I think there's lessons to be learned about how to treat men who act like that or you know, young men who act like that. And it's not necessarily give them every benefit of the doubt, but it's don't paint them as evil necessarily. Right. Yeah. Understand that men who are hurting lash out on average maybe whereas you know women who are hurting maybe don't do that and it's it's important to understand how to deal with those types of people as well um and like i said it it my life changed from one person deciding i was worth the effort to figure it out right um and for whatever reasons she had right like um other people maybe have tried but I wasn't open to it at the time. Like there's many factors at play, but you know, I'm hard pressed to believe I would have been able to figure it out and on my own. Right. Um, so I just wanted to highlight that and I thought it would be interesting and useful to talk to you about it. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, I think too, like one, like one final thought from my side is the difference between being, um, like a person who's a diffuser or a person who's an escalator like in a situation or a relationship, like I'm very much like a diffuser. Like I, you very, 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 very much of the time were an escalator. Like, like you're saying, it's like the aggressive, it's like on the attack all the time, always like, you know, wanting, not, not, not like wanting to be the best, but like more than that, it was just like, there was like no other option for you. Like, so every, every situation, every escalate, like every, conversation every relationship was an escalation whereas i'm like very strongly the opposite of that um i definitely have strong opinions i'm very stubborn i'm very hard-headed um i have i'm de- and i'm definitely like 
more than willing to share that. But I'm also very, very good at reading a situation that is a worth my effort to have that, like to share that opinion and have that conversation or be safe to share that opinion and have that conversation because I will never really push my principles or my ideologies or anything on anyone in a situation that I don't think is safe first Mm -hmm. and then worth the energy because I'm always, I'm never looking to create a like confrontation or to create a negative relationship. Like I never go into it with that intention. So it's like back then, you know, the way that that worked with me and you is like, I don't think that you ever really, really escalated anything because from my half of the relationship, I just never put you in a position or let you do that to me because I am very, very good at navigating conversations and relationships in a way that is um, level and safe because I won't, I'll either remove myself from the situation. Like if I can't, if I can't like, you know, create a positive scenario, I'll just remove myself Mm -hmm. or I will, I'm very good at like, leading the conversation in such a way that is that is more safe so even though you are still on like this path of like you know aggression and escalation and and all of this stuff with me it was like i don't think that you ever got to a really high degree of that because i never let you because i really don't let anyone yeah i think that's a really important point in terms of like the male female dynamic in general Um, and relationship management in general. And there's like, I was about as aggressive as could be, but you just knew you didn't let me do that. You stood your ground and I just dealt with that. Right. And I (laughs) I didn't push beyond that. And so like, literally there was many women I had interactions with in university that the situations ended up worse because they didn't stand their ground and tell me no. And I just didn't even know what I was doing and kept pursuing. Right. Right. Um, and so I think that's another important thing to talk about too. And I want to, one other thing you touched on that I think is hugely important is you could, uh, you can tell me and, and say generally that like, I wasn't valuable enough for the effort. <laughs> and I think it's important to be able to have that conversation with people. And I had that conversation with people, maybe more than average because of the way I was. And I had to ask you know, why aren't you my friend anymore? I used to ask people that and they'd tell me, these are the things you've done that don't make me want to be your friend. And sometimes I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. I always needed to know though, but I think it's important that people view relationships properly in that way. There's no some, there's not some sort of like duty or I'm innately good for everyone. It's right. It's, it's a, it's a relationship. It's a, yeah. Totally. And the other thing too, is not getting offended when that turns around on you. Like, because you do that to others every day, you decide that others aren't worth your time every day. So you also have to understand that, like, even though you think you're like, you know, not you and not you particularly, but like whoever decides they thinks that they're an incredible person or whether they don't or however they view themselves, I don't care. You could be the nicest, most compassionate, most wonderful person on this planet. And there will still be people out there that don't want to be a part of your life. And it's not because of you necessarily. It can be if you're an asshole, but it's not because of you necessarily. It's because of 
them, their ideologies, their philosophies, insecurities they have in themselves. You know, like a lot of times people who don't like you, it's because they see something in you that they admire and they want, but they don't have the self-confidence or the comfort level in themselves to be able to say, I'm going to look at this person as a mentor for me. They're just like, well, I, I hate you because you have this thing that I want and I don't have it. And the opposite right? too. I hate the people I hated the most were the people I was compared to the most. Right. Yes. Cause it was like, I really don't like these things, but I'm not looking at myself. So I'm going to hate it and everyone else. Yeah. And but, just knowing that it's okay that you're not worth other people's time sometimes because you don't have to be. But what is important is that everybody has this general level of like base level of respect and compassion for each other, because that's, that's how we create a good, that's how we create generally good relationships and generally a good society. So you have to treat each other with respect. This compassionate indifference, I think is like really important for to like functioning as, you know, a person and as a society but you don't have to be worth everybody else's time. Like it's okay. And you have to be able to like, look at yourself and be confident enough in yourself to know that like, that's fine. Thanks Casey. Sorry. <laughs> I'm preaching at the end, but thank you. <laughs>